0: With the first and here's Jeremy Platt with Between the Tackles.
1: What's up, everyone? My name is Jeremy Platt, and you're listening to the Between the Tackles podcast, midseason edition. Today, we're going to break down everything that's gone down so far this season and look to what's coming up for the rest of the regular season. And even later on, we have a special guest talking about the MVP race. First off, I'm going to start with the three things that have impressed me the most. The 49ers, the Packers, and of course, Lamar Jackson. Let's start with breaking down the 49ers and why they've impressed me so much. I want to start with their wizard, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan has been waiting three seasons for his starting quarterback to come into fruition and be healthy. We saw the days with Brian Hoyer and and Blaine Gabbert, but now he finally has a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. And we've seen this system go to a whole nother level. And this is why. He is so smart when it comes to calling the plays. He'll run two outside zones to the right side with a wide receiver motion in the very first quarter. And then later in the third quarter, he'll give him the same the defenses the same exact look with a wide receiver coming over, and then he'll he'll play action it at bootleg and have his skilled players running in space. This is exactly what makes him so great. He's setting up his players to be successful And that's what all great coaches have in them. We see Bill Belichick doing the same thing. We see Josh McDaniels calling the plays for the Patriots. He is the next big, great head coach. Let's also talk about George Kittle. In my opinion, the best tight end in the game. And it's not because of only what he does in the receiving game with all of his yards after catch it's blocking. He sets up the play. If a def- if he's running towards a defensive end, the defensive end is going to either try to take on the block or he's going to run out of the way. He does that three plays in a row. The next play, he goes like he's doing it and then he scrambles out a little bit he's wide open, and you get play action. The 49ers also have a four-headed monster at running back. They have Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida, Raheem Moster, and Jeff Wilson. They're all a little similar. They have a lot of speed, but they all bring different packages when it comes to patience, power, and in the receiving game. We also have to give credit to John Lynch. This year, their draft has been amazing. With Nick Bosa who having seven sacks this season, an interception, and a forced fumble, he's most likely going to be the defensive player or defensive rookie of the year, and Debo Samuel is now their Number one receiver outside of Emmanuel Sanders. We also have to look into Justin Skule. He's their backup offensive tackle, and with Joe Staley going out, he's been he's stepped up big time. He was a fifth-round pick, and he's an example of a diamond in the rough. The one biggest inconsistency I do see in the 49ers roster has to be their receiver position. I think all of the receivers have a ton of potential. The drops are just killing them. In the 49ers only loss this year to Seattle, the receivers had nine drops. And while I know that Emmanuel Sanders and George Kittle weren't playing, this is not only drive killers, but game killers. You can't win with nine drops. I don't care if you're the New England Patriots or whoever, or the Dolphins in 1972. It's impossible to win with that many drops. With George Kittle and Emmanuel Sanders coming back soon, I think this problem is going to be relieved and the 49ers are going to get right back to where they were early in the season. Now we have to talk about the rookie class. The rookie class this year has been outstanding. And we got to start with the number two overall pick, Nick Bosa. Bosa has seven sacks on the season, an interception, and a forced fumble. You really saw from week one against the Buccaneers how how big his impact has been on this whole team. He's kind of like that that dick on the defensive line, and I love it. The 49ers have needed an attitude on their team, and he's been been the attitude for them. He's had a bigger impact off the field than he has on the field, and I look for the next 10 years for him to be making plays like this. If we go to their second-round pick, Devo Samuel, he's one of their number one receivers on the team. He's had two straight games of 100 yards receiving, and he has the grit similar to what Steve Smith and Anquan Bolden had. You don't want to tackle him when he runs towards you. It's awesome. The 49ers haven't had a true number one receiver since Michael Crabtree, in my opinion, and I think he's their future. Now let's go to the diamond in the rough on that 49ers draft. It has to be Justin Skule. With Joe Staley going down early in the season, a lot of hope was lost for the 49ers. But Skule has came in and done, in my opinion, better than Staley has done the past couple years. He's taking away the number one defensive end for the opposing team, and he's a big impact on this team. I'm going to move on, but I did this whole podcast without mentioning Kyle Husechek, Richard Sherman, Emmanuel Mosley, D. Ford, Buckner... Warner, Armstead, you see how talented this 49ers defense is, and it gives you some insight on just how far they can go in the playoffs. The next most impressive thing to me is the Packers' turnaround. This entire offseason, we had questions on how Aaron Rodgers would interact with Matt LaFleur, and if he would respect him because he's of similar age, but I think all those questions were dissolved immediately against the Bears. Rodgers is having his best season since his MVP year, and I think this team is another team that can represent the NFC in the playoff, in the Super Bowl. Not only has Aaron Rodgers been better, but Aaron Jones looks like a top five running back in the league. I believe he leads the league in rushing touchdowns, and he's a big threat in the passing game. Matt LaFleur is doing something that Mike McCarthy never really did. He's getting his running backs involved in the passing game, and I think all the of the best running backs can also catch the ball. Not only has this offense gotten better, this defense is lights out compared to last year. Their defensive line is swarming to the quarterback and their secondary is getting picks. I think a big reason for why this defense is so improved has to be Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, their two biggest offense offseason additions. Defensively, their weakness is the run game though. They've been susceptible to the run game, so I think that's where the 49ers can beat them on Sunday night and teams can take over later in the season. Now, I want to talk about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has improved tremendously since last season. Jackson is a stand-up player, and when I say stand-up player, I mean you just can't sit down watching him. He is the evolved version of Michael Vick. If it's him throwing the ball or running the ball, you just can't you can't take your eyes off the tv when he's on the one thing that bugs me the most when talking about lamar jackson is that people are always so quick to say oh just wait until he gets hurt or he's the next rg3 but i think he's I think it's different. I think you have to soak him in. And as someone who didn't get to watch Michael Vick in his prime, you have to embrace what Lamar Jackson is doing. He's really doing something that we've never seen before. He turns a negative three-yard run into a 50-yard scamper out of the backfield. And now, with all this being said, I want to have a conversation about who should win MVP this year between Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson with Justin from Friday Football Frenzy. Hey, Justin, welcome to the show. And now let's talk about the MVP. Who do you think deserves the award?
0: In my mind, it has to be Lamar Jackson. And don't get me wrong. I totally respect what Russell Wilson has done this season. He is phenomenal. But Lamar Jackson has been off the chains. I mean, the dude has 19 touchdowns passing, only five interceptions, and along with six rushing touchdowns. He is an elite uh, athlete, and he's showing it on the field. I mean, the watchability this dude brings is close to Patrick Mahomes. Like, when you, the, the MVP award is enough, is given to two, is given for two reasons. Stats and watchability. And Lamar Jackson is phenomenal. He's popular among fans, and he's going to be, like, he's so electric. I mean, when this guy takes off, there's a difference between having uh, in-cut speed and then game speed, and this dude has for real, legit game speed. He breaks off like no one I've ever seen, even better than running backs.
1: Okay, I see that. But let's break down the award, MVP, most valuable player. I think without a doubt, there's no one more valuable to his team than Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has 23 touchdowns this year and two interceptions. He also has three rushing touchdowns. And while I know he's not as good of a rusher as Lamar Jackson, he is putting the team on his back. And right now, I think the, way, the reason why the media is all saying, oh, Lamar Jackson MVP, Lamar Jackson MVP, is because Russell Wilson's coming off his bye week and Lamar just did just play a weak defense in the Texans. But let's also talk about Russell Wilson's deep ball. I think he throws the best deep ball in the game. He puts it, he uses perfect placement, and it makes his receivers
0: look better than they are,
1: even though I think DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are two of the most up-and-coming receivers. What do you what do you have to say about that?
0: Well, you talk about him being the most viable player on his team, but I don't think that's true. I mean, I think he has better receivers than Lamar Jackson. I think that Chris Carson is a legit running back, and I'm not saying Mark Ingram isn't. But, like, I think even last year, like, They have tailored this team around Lamar Jackson and, like, what they're doing. So, like, I think that without Lamar Jackson, this team does not function the way it should. I mean, you can see that. And, like, it's so clear that, like, he is just unreal. And, like, I just want to say, like, the way that they're winning – is with flair and fashion. And I think, I, I will give you that Lamar Jackson, I mean, that Russell Wilson has a great deep ball. He might have the best in the league. But Lamar Jackson's not too shabby himself. His accuracy is majorly stepped up from last year. I think that when he throws the ball, he doesn't have the strongest arm, but he throws it with power, flick, and flair, and it gets where, to where it needs to go. And like I just I love the way he's like, he is passing the ball to a, multiple, a multitude of receivers. And he doesn't have that number one guy. His number one is Hollywood Brown. He's a rookie. These guys are growing up together. We are seeing Lamar Jackson unfold in front of our eyes. And then my final point for Lamar is that he, look at the teams he has beaten. He just crushed the Texans, he beat New England, and he beat Russell Wilson head-to-head, and he did it his way. I mean, he's he's third in QBR this season. He's got over 2,200 passing yards. I mean, the dude is just legitimately amazing.
1: Well, I agree with you there, but he also has the best offensive line in the league. I also think Mark Ingram is a lot better than Chris Carson. It's not? I don't think it's even close. And he has some of the best tight ends in
0: the league. Well, I mean, you could say that. But, like, I think that this team isn't, like – I like the offensive line point. That's a good point. But, like, I think Lamar Jackson gets out of a lot of what would be sacks. The dude is just so shifty and elusive that even when he takes off, I mean, you can see, I mean, that – Jesus. I, I'm not even talking about the run about the, that run against the Bengals. That run against the Texans where it was a design quarterback run and the guy tries to peel off on his leg and he just kind of slips him off. He has what I like Kamar has where they're slippery and he protects himself. He doesn't take a hard hit very often. I mean, the dude's just slippery. He gets out of things very quickly. And, like, that's why their offensive line is so good because, like, the people are backing up because they have to legitimately worry about the run from him. They're not worried about gameplay for Mark Ingram on those runs. They're worried about Lamar Jackson because not only is the guy fast, but he can juke on a dime. He can just turn it and go.
1: I see what you're saying, and Lamar Jackson does have that watchability, but he does not have the, the clutch ability of Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is the most clutch quarterback in the NFL. We've seen him do it against the 49ers and almost every team in the NFL. And I think you can't deny that.
0: I think you, think you think back to that Niner game. He threw a pick towards the end of that game in overtime. And we just haven't seen Lamar Jackson have to do it yet. But to go into New England and be fearless, that shows that he can be – like, if you're fearless, you can do anything.
1: Yeah, and I think you can't deny that Russell Wilson is dangerous. That's all for the MVP discussion. Thank you for coming on to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: And that is Justin from Friday Football Frenzy. The last thing I want to talk about on this podcast are the three players who've separated themselves from the pack. They are the three most talented skill players in in the league this season. Despite having a mediocre team, I think we have to start with Christian McCaffrey, He's doing something we've never seen before. He's just completely unreal. We've never seen someone who of stature doesn't look too big, but he's running, through the, the, he's running between the tackles. He's also a, He could play receiver if he really wanted to. He's the best slot receiver when it comes to running back, out of all the running backs, and I think he's really a human cheat code. You can't guard him if it's a safety or a linebacker. He's an ultimate mismatch. The next is Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas has more receptions than the entire Eagles roster when it comes to the receiver position. His, his social media handle perfectly, perfectly describes him. Can't guard Mike. No one has been able to guard him all season, and he's separated himself as the number one wide receiver in the NFL. The last skill position player that I want to talk about is Dalvin Cook. And I think Dalvin Cook is having MVP numbers, and when you compare him to Adrian Peterson in 2012, they basically go hand-to-hand. I think he's the most explosive running back in the NFL. And he's also patient. He waits until the hole's there and then he hits it. He turns on the Jets like no other running back, and he's having his breakout season. That's all I want to talk about today. Thank you guys for tuning in, and this is Jeremy Platt with the Between the Tackles podcast. Jeremy out. <laughs>